This is a Forwardly podcast. Welcome to Grief Talks, Hope Answers with Dr. Melanie Beam, where we equip you with the tools you need to foster growth and recovery during difficult times. To Grief Talks Hope Answers. I'm your host, Dr. Melanie Beam, and I just want to welcome you to today's broadcast. I want to cover a topic today that might be a little different when it comes to grief. Let's discuss criticism, why it hurts, and what to do about it. You may not think that this is a topic that we would cover when it comes to the grief recovery. However, I do find that many clients find themselves really hurting and struggling through the loss of a friendship because of criticism, oftentimes the loss of a job, and it could apply to many other areas of your life as well. We've all been there. You've made some plans to do something big. At least it's big to you. Maybe you have some big ideas on starting a business or to create the physique of your dreams. Or maybe you want to learn the piano or write a novel. Whatever it is, you're excited and feel some confidence that you can do it, provided you stick with it. It's exciting to visualize a goal, to see yourself achieving success at something that's meaningful and fulfilling to you. But after the initial excitement clears, a little doubt and discomfort begin to drift in. You start looking for and noticing the numerous obstacles that are likely to block your path. Rejection and criticism can really become a concern. Rejection and criticism can't truly harm you. They can't cause you physical harm or throw you into a dungeon. However, anticipating the emotional pain that rejection and criticism can bring can be enough to cause you to abandon your original plans. Returning to your day-to-day life can seem like the most prudent and comfortable choice. But a little bit of you dies each time you turn back from the big adventure you might have planned for yourself. Discover how to face rejection and criticism and free yourself from their influence. Understand that rejection and criticism are very closely related. Rejection of your ideas, work, or request It's just a harsh form of criticism. Consider these topics as a way to learn more about yourself and your options for dealing with criticism. Why criticism and rejection bother us so much? What is it about rejection that creates such an emotional grief? We know that we shouldn't allow the words of someone else to affect us, but sometimes they do. What about resilience? Resilience can benefit you in every part of your life. Resilient people tend to be happier and more successful. You can be resilient too, even if you're thinking that you lack this in an important trait. How good are your critical thinking skills? Critical thinking is another important skill and helps to separate relevant criticism from worthless criticism. Put your intellect in charge and leave your emotions at the door. Learn how to think instead of emotionally reacting. Dealing with different types of critics, there's more than one type of critic. Only one of them is worth your time and attention, though. 
you're better off ignoring the advice that comes from the others. We're going to learn how to recognize and deal with each of those types. A general process for dealing with criticism and critics could be to tie it all together and put the information into a usable plan. You'll never have to allow the fear criticism has to hold you back again. Anytime that you felt the sting of criticism or rejection, you've probably had someone tell you something that might go like this. It's not the end of the world. Or words can't hurt you if you don't let them. Does that one sound familiar? Or what about this one? There's no reason to take it personally. To be honest, I've heard that last one many times in the course of my life. Does it hurt? Yes, it does. It's hard to argue with these sentiments, but when you've been on the receiving end of strong rejection or criticism, these common sayings do little to make you feel better. It doesn't even seem possible not to take criticism personally. We're human beings, right? It might not be a matter of life and death, but it sure can feel pretty close. When you put your attention and effort into something, it becomes quite personal. This is especially true in creative endeavors, such as writing, art, acting. But even trying to lose weight is a personal matter. It's your own body, effort, plan, and success or failure. Judgment of your effort or results feels like a direct judgment on you. If you're passionate about what you're doing, this is normal. It might seem silly, but it's completely normal. There's also an evolutionary perspective to consider. Back in the day, several thousand years ago, rejection could mean death. If you were rejected by your tribe and had to take on the world alone, you were in serious trouble. Fortunately, most of us aren't facing rejection that would cost us our food, our water, or even our shelter. Most of us are concerned with rejection and criticism as they relate to higher order goals. Most of us only face rejection and criticism that creates emotional distress, not necessarily risk of life and limb. However, criticism and rejection do have their advantages, even if they are emotionally uncomfortable. Criticism can be a blessing in disguise. Criticism teaches humility. There's nothing like rejection or criticism to bring your ego back down to reality. When we're consistently successful or receiving praise, it can be easy to be a little too pleased with ourselves. Criticism can bring a healthy dose of humility when it's needed. Criticism exposes you to new ideas. Critics can offer suggestions you've never considered. Every person on the planet knows a fact that you don't. Not all of these facts are necessarily useful, but many of them are. Consider the new ideas critics are presenting to you. They might just be the breakthrough that you needed. Criticism can be used to improve. Criticism can be incredibly helpful if you want to improve something. And if you receive it from the right person, it can definitely take your results to the next level. Consider that a basketball coach telling a player that he's standing on the wrong spot on the court is a form of criticism. 
any helpful friend or mentor will provide useful suggestions. When you decide that you're not doing well enough at anything, from learning a scale on the piano to making scrambled eggs, you're criticizing yourself. It can be difficult to improve. You can practice forgiveness, controlling your anger, or staying calm. Criticism can be hard to take. You might be angry with the other person as a result. When you learn to deal with criticism, you also learn how to forgive and how to manage your emotions. Learning to deal with criticism can help in other areas of your life as well. When you can handle criticism well, it can help your career, your relationships, and even your personal development. It can benefit you greatly to welcome constructive criticism instead of avoiding it. This is especially true when you're dealing with constructive criticism, but even the most ill-intentioned can be helpful. Criticism can take your performance to the next level. It can also help you to learn how to deal with negative emotions. Without feedback, your rate of improvement can suffer. Criticism isn't always easy to handle, but there are many ways to make it even more painful. Of course, you should avoid doing this to yourself whenever possible. Isn't life challenging enough already? Avoid these actions, which will just make you feel worse. So let's look at the first one, comparing yourself to others. If you're trying to make a lot of money, there will always be someone who has more. If you own 50 restaurants, there's going to be someone else who owns 55. Instead, use the success of others as a way to show yourself that more is possible. Use others and their success as inspiration. Or compare your present to your past. Decide to create a future that compares favorably with your present. Also, if you have to be better than everyone else in the world, you're going to be disappointed. Studies have shown that there's some luck involved in being the very best at anything. The right parents, right place, right time can all play a huge role in extremely high levels of success. Reliving the experience. Being criticized is uncomfortable. So is the experience of rejection, which can also be emotional. What's even worse is reliving the experience in your mind over and over and over again. But that's exactly what many of us do. We aren't criticized once, which might be bearable. But reliving the experience criticizes us hundreds and hundreds of times. And is it all our fault? Predicting rejection and criticism. Do you expect to be criticized in the future because you were criticized in the past? Do you assume you'll fail again because of your past experience? There isn't one of us that can predict the future. However, you can enhance your skills and knowledge to influence your future results. Watch how you speak to yourself. The words you use, they do matter. There's a big difference between, I'm not a person that can ever be successful, and last time doesn't matter. I'm going to reach my goals this time. 
taking rejection and criticism personally can often be a detriment to our spirit. If you want to maximize your success, it's important to put your heart and soul into your efforts. That can make your results feel very personal. But criticism or rejection of your work doesn't have to be personal. We've all heard the stories of famous authors being turned down hundreds of times before someone was willingly, finally, publishing their work. Imagine if they had taken their rejection personally and given up. What are the blessings that they may have missed out on? Expecting the world to be fair? The world is full of examples of life not being fair. Expecting your situation to be fair is unreasonable. Sometimes the world doesn't just hand over everything you think you deserve. Use your disappointment to fuel your future efforts. Vow to do better next time. Rejection and criticism aren't easy pills to swallow, but sometimes the cure to what ails you isn't enjoyable. Be open to receiving criticism and avoid making it harder than it has to be. It's natural to find criticism painful, but it's a part of life that can be mastered. Building resilience is one of the best ways to make yourself more immune to the negative effects of rejection. Resilience can allow you to continue rather than quit. Resilience can be like your own personal suit of armor to criticism and rejection. All things become more possible with resilience. So let's look at some strategies that we can utilize to become resilient and adopt the attitude that nothing can stop me now. Build a, so, a strong social network. The world can be rough. It's a lot easier if you don't have to take it on alone. Begin today working on enhancing your current social network. This will likely mean adding some people to your life. It will also likely mean subtracting a few. Think about the people around you that are the most supportive. Spend more time with those people. Do your best to disengage from those that have a tendency to drag you down. You should be incredibly choosy about who you allow into your life. Enjoy change. Enjoy might be a strong word. However, it helps if you can appreciate the opportunities that change provides. Every change you've had in your life has brought opportunities you either didn't have or didn't recognize prior to the change occurring. Expect positive outcomes. Optimism builds resilience. Negativity drains it very quickly. How can you be resilient if you expect the worst to happen? You would eventually buckle under negative expectations. But remember the times you've been successful in the past. Remind yourself that you can be successful again. Take care of yourself. It's hard to be resilient when you're sleep deprived. Eating junk food all day and sitting at a desk for 12 hours every day without getting any exercise. Rest, eat well, and exercise, and you'll shore up your resilience naturally. Be a problem solver. Resilient people focus on solutions rather than problems. When you focus on your challenges, it drains your hope and energy. Focusing on solutions gives you hope and a sense of control. 
Spend time each day looking for the best solutions to all of the challenges in your life. Start small. Set goals. Goals are a great way to create an exciting future. They also encourage a problem-solving focus. Goals help to set your purpose, and when you have clear purpose, you're more resilient. Resilience is positively correlated with life satisfaction and lower levels of stress. It also allows you to continue in spite of obstacles and setbacks, and it makes it possible to overcome the critics. Become impervious to the critics in your life. Perhaps not surprisingly, research is showing that being mindful is one of the best ways to increase resilience. Clearly, learning to be more mindful can be a big help in dealing with criticism and rejection. What is your particular present moment? It's your surroundings and whatever you happen to be doing at that very moment. Imagine that you're washing the dishes. If you're being mindful, your awareness is on washing the dishes, what you can see, hear, smell, and feel. You'd also be aware of any thoughts you might be having without judging them. A common occurrence which is not mindful would be washing the dishes, thinking about your bills, and getting upset. There's a difference between noticing your thoughts and becoming more emotionally involved in them. When your mind wanders from your task or awareness of your surroundings, bring it back to one of those two things. These techniques will help you to be mindful in order to build resilience and emotional stamina. Use everyday activities as opportunities to practice. Be mindful while doing household chores. Driving, it's a great opportunity to be mindful, and you'll be a safer driver too. Showering and grooming are other good opportunities. These types of activities are excellent practices that can ground you in being mindful. Eat with awareness. Pay attention to your food and the eating process. Avoid eating while watching TV or playing with your phone. Chew slowly and sufficiently. And notice the taste and the feel of the food in your mouth. You'll almost certainly eat less and enjoy healthier foods more. Many processed and higher calorie foods aren't very enjoyable if you eat them slowly. Be mindful while you're waiting. This one can often be hard. We spend a lot of time waiting. We wait in line. We wait in traffic. We wait for a friend to meet us at a restaurant. We wait at the doctor's office. This is a great time to focus on your breath. Feel the air moving in and out of your nose or your mouth and just enjoy the moment. Taking a walk, preferably in a peaceful environment, is an excellent way to be aware of your surroundings and discover creative solutions to the challenges in your life. Sometimes, We might want to avoid situations where we're multitasking. It's hard to be mindful when you're working on more than one thing at a time. Learn to focus on just a single task for just a short period of time. Avoid switching back and forth between multiple tasks if possible. How resilient are you? How quickly do you give up in the face of adversity? How easy is it for criticism to derail your emotions? Resilience is something we can all use a little more of. Being mindful to build up our resilience, it's free and simple. It is, however, challenging.
If you're going to deal effectively with criticism, it helps to have excellent critical thinking skills. For example, consider how hard it is to defend yourself in a boxing match or to develop a fight plan if you don't know anything about boxing. When you have critical thinking skills and understand how to make reasoned judgments, you'll be in a better position to deal with criticism and use it to your advantage. Practice and strengthen your critical thinking skills with a few of these strategies I want to share with you today. Become an expert in your field. You can't know if you're getting useful or worthless criticism if you're not an expert on the topic. Who do you consider to be the experts in your field? Study them. Create a study plan for yourself and follow it. Maybe set some boundaries for yourself. You don't want a field that's too big or too small. For example, being an expert on everything in the movie business is too much to handle. However, you could become an expert on something such as marketing movies. That's a little bit more manageable. Or maybe reading reviews. Read reviews of movies you've seen and books you've read. Have you gone to see a play lately? Read the reviews. Read amateur reviews, such as on Amazon or other places. Read professional reviews. Notice what you agree and disagree with. Why do you agree or disagree with them? Does the reviewer seem biased? What did the critic forget? And then practice writing your own review. You'll learn a lot about how others think and create criticism if you practice doing it yourself. How about trying a debate online or with friends? Practice debating with others, in a healthy manner, of course. Challenge each other in a good and positive way. Learn all the tricks and you'll be able to notice when they're being used against you. Start a blog. Put your ideas out there for the world to read and comment on. You'll develop thicker skin, that's for sure. You'll also receive a lot of encouragement and support as well. Question your basic assumptions. You have tons of assumptions. You might assume that you have zero musical talent, or you might assume that a certain person would refuse your request for a date. Ask yourself why you believe a particular assumption. What is it based upon? And where did you learn that assumption? If the basic premise you're using to make your decisions is false, you're in a tough spot if you don't realize it. Notice what is true versus what feels good to you. It's easy to convince yourself that starting a website is a better way to find customers than making cold calls if you're terrified of making cold calls. So try to take emotion out of the equation and try logic. Use what you know to decide rather than what you feel. And think for yourself. It's easy to just fall back on the opinions of others, but this is exactly what you want to avoid if you want to deal effectively with criticism and rejection. You want to form your own opinions. Criticism can give you something to think about, but you should avoid just believing it. Do you think critically or do you believe everything you hear? Are you driven by your emotions or do you use logic and reasoning to make intelligent decisions? You're not a robot, but it's a mistake to allow your emotions to completely rule your judgment. Use the brain that nature provided to the best of your ability. Every part of your life will benefit from it. 
there's more than one type of critic, just as there's more than one type of nut. Understanding which type of critic you're dealing with will affect how you decide to deal with them and their critique. Different critics require different strategies. Each type of critic has their own motivation for offering criticism in the first place. Some critics are worth paying attention to and others are not. So let's talk about the first one, irrelevant critics. You know this type of critic quite well. It's the critic that doesn't have your best interest at heart. They have a variety of motivations, but the ultimate purpose of their criticism is frequently selfish. It's about doing something for themselves, not for you. Others have good intentions, but don't know what they're talking about. Unfortunately, these critics can be found everywhere. They can even be your best friend or parent. It's sad, but it's true. So let's see how irrelevant critics are like cancer to your progress. An irrelevant critic, they're often trying to hold you back. They may start discouraging you from ever getting started in the first place. You might mention that you want to learn to dance and they'll respond that you're too awkward to ever dance well. This type of critic wants to hold you in place. They don't want you to develop yourself. They don't want you to outshine them in any way. They clearly don't have your best interest at heart. Obviously, there's nothing to be gained by listening to the criticism of someone with this intention. Irrelevant critics are often just mean people. It could be a friend or stranger. Some people are hurting and want you to hurt too. They might generally like you or they could be your mortal enemy. There's no reason to listen to the criticism that's only provided to hurt you. There are irrelevant critics that want to help but can't. You probably have a friend, relative, or neighbor that seems to think they know it all. Maybe they're the smartest person in the room. They have an opinion about everything, but don't know much about anything. These people are trying to help, but you should ignore their advice. It's like the blind leading the blind. The best way of managing the various iterations of irrelevant critics is up to you. You might choose to just thank them for their advice and move forward with your plans. You might choose a harsher response. Depending on the motivation of the criticism, your response may vary. Avoid taking the advice of anyone that either doesn't have your best interest at heart or lacks the necessary expertise to give sound criticism. Our next critic is the inner critic. This is the critic that's with us 24 hours a day, seven days a week. This critic also has an ulterior motive, and it's not to help you be successful. Your inner critic can be as powerful or weak as you permit it to be. Learning to manage your inner critic will make every aspect of your life easier to deal with. Your inner critic's purpose is to keep you safe, not to help you succeed. This critic wants to help you avoid making a fool out of yourself, avoid ridicule, and maybe even protect your ego. Your inner critic isn't concerned with your happiness or your personal development, your feeling of satisfaction, or your desire for adventure, not even your wealth. Understanding this fact is one of the most powerful tools to defeat your inner critic. Your inner critic is the most damaging critic you'll face. So let's talk about the strategies 
and be able to stop that inner critic in its tracks. Avoid ruminating. Rumination is the process of replaying the same negative thought over and over again. Have you ever found yourself in that position? There's little to be gained by replaying incidents and conversations you regret. The same goes for ruminating over criticism that you've received. Either let it go or do something positive with the information. Be mindful of your thoughts. Notice your thoughts. Rather than just emotionally engaging with them, there's a difference between noticing that you're thinking your dad's criticism of your career choice and getting upset about it and vowing to get your revenge someday. Focus on positive self-talk. Avoid allowing negative self-talk to continue. Catch it early and say positive things to yourself instead. Avoid being too over the top. Say positive, but realistic things. A few ideas to include might sound something like this. I've been successful before and I can be successful at this. That's a great example. Or something about this one. I can learn to do anything well with enough time and effort. That's a great way of speaking positively over your situation. I also like this example. I am capable of doing anything I put my mind to. And maybe for the last one, everyone will be pleasantly surprised when I accomplish this. Question the criticism your inner critic is giving you. Instead of just allowing your inner critic to drone on and eventually succumbing to its negative comments, question what it's telling you. How do I know this is true? Or is this realistic? How about, what if it is true? Does it matter? Or another question you might ask yourself is, how does this advice hurt me and my future? And lastly, would I ever say this to a good friend? I think that's a great one that we can gauge when we're asking ourselves that true positive self-talk. Recognize that it's just noise. Unless you sit down with a positive intention of thinking about something, your thoughts are nothing more than noise at times. View your brain as a random thought generator. Sometimes it spits out something you like, and other times it gives you something you don't like. Neither is meaningful. One is just more enjoyable than the other. Really pay attention to the things your brain says to you over a 30-minute period. Notice how crazy these things would sound coming from an actual person in the room with you. You would never be friends with that person, much less base your life decisions on their advice, right? Avoid falling victim to your inner critic. It is just your ego in another guise. It wants to protect itself and keep you safe. It's not interested in your happiness or success. And managing your inner critic leads to a greater level of freedom. Be your own best friend. And for our third criticism, we're going to look at constructive criticism. This is the type of criticism we all need and should want. It's not easy to hear, though, but it's intended to be helpful and comes from a reliable source. The person providing that constructive criticism knows what they're talking about. We should all be thankful when someone takes the time to offer that type of criticism. Discover how you can take advantage of constructive criticism in your life. Appreciate it. 
Someone knowledgeable is trying to help you. It doesn't get much better than that. Most of us have to pay someone sometimes to get good advice. And that's exactly what good criticism is. Advice. Get as many details as you can and ask questions. The person giving you the criticism might be apprehensive about hurting your feelings. Assure them that you can handle it and that you appreciate their help. Get as much as you can from the interaction. Realize that constructive criticism is much better than no feedback at all. In fact, it's even better than praise. Praise feels good, but it doesn't directly help you to improve. Seek out constructive criticism. Avoid just waiting around for helpful advice and tips. Ask for it. Let the right people know that you'd love to get their feedback. Open yourself up to getting all the good advice that you can get. And when you trust someone and you respect someone, you're going to be in an environment of acceptance when they offer the constructive criticism. Avoid being defensive or taking the criticism personally. It's for your benefit. So avoid the urge to take a defensive position. Remember, you're not being criticized the way you did something is being criticized. There's a subtle but real difference. And I always like to tell people, if you are going to ask someone for constructive criticism, never ask them unless you are in the mindset that you're willing to receive their words in a constructive way. It's a blessing when an expert gives you advice, even if that advice is harder to hear. Be open-minded and grateful when someone with a relevant opinion is trying to help you. They only have your best interest at heart, and constructive criticism can speed your process in life. Seek it out as much as possible. So we have discussed a lot about criticism today, rejection, and the critics that provide both. So let's put together a plan for dealing with the criticism that you receive each day. Everything is easier with a plan. When you're faced with criticism, refer back to this general process. Decide what kind of criticism you're dealing with. Is it irrelevant? Is it your inner critic or constructive criticism? Understand this will Understanding this will allow you to proceed appropriately. So ask yourself the following questions. What is the source of this criticism? Do they know what they're talking about? Or what is their intention? Are they truly trying to help me or hurt me? What did they get out of giving me this criticism? Another example, these simple questions tell you everything you need to know. If the source of the criticism is not someone knowledgeable about the topic, avoid giving it any of your attention. The same is true if the person has negative intentions. Just get back to work. If the criticism is intended to be helpful and comes from an expert, then proceed to the next item on this list. So what comes next? Listen intently. The criticism that you're receiving could be incredibly value. Listen intently. The criticism that you're receiving could be incredibly valuable. Put on your listening ears and give the person the attention that they deserve. We also want to clarify. And what does that mean? Ask questions. 
Ensure you fully understand the criticism. You might feel a little uncomfortable, but hang in there and get the most out of that experience. It may not be easy for them to tell you what they're doing wrong. It may not be easy for them to tell you what you're doing wrong. They stuck their neck out and made themselves uncomfortable for your sake. So be appreciative and let them know how thankful you are. Process what you heard. Spend some time deciding if the information is useful and how to best utilize it. So make a plan to apply the information and then go for it, apply it. Then we wanna return for more feedback. Take your new idea, your product or other result back to the critic and see what they have to say now. Get more advice on how to proceed further and then repeat the entire process. Feel free to use your own knowledge and experience to modify these processes. The main point here is to have a plan for dealing with your criticism. It's going to happen. That's just a part of life. So having a plan for dealing with it can be a game changer. Remember, you can't avoid criticism unless you do nothing, you say nothing, or you be nothing. And everyone's a critic but few are worth listening to. It seems that everyone has something to say about everything, whether it's your diet plan, your clothes, your goals, your website, your podcast, or anything else. Some people are genuinely trying to be helpful when they offer criticism, but fewer still are trying to be helpful and actually have the expertise to give good advice. Unfortunately, many people are simply being unkind for one reason or another. And you may find some people in your life don't want you to do too well. We all want excuses for our mediocrity. When you better yourself, or even try to, you make others feel uncomfortable with their own shortcomings or lack of effort. All criticism can feel like an attack on your ego, when we put our best effort into something, we feel like our results are a part of us. When someone suggests those results aren't good, it's natural to feel defensive. However, it's important to relax and allow those emotions to kind of fade away. Ego can get in the way of making real progress. Your ego wants to protect you, remember, above all else. When we grieve over the hurt of criticism, it can be painful and emotional. A factor to consider is resilience. Resilience is the key to dealing with irrelevant criticism. It allows you to keep going in the face of the naysayers. Being mindful is the key to building resilience. Use all the opportunities that you have every day to increase your ability to be mindful and apply the good criticism you receive and be thankful to those that provide it because it really is a gift. And so today, my hope is, is that you found this educational, informative, and encouraging. And for those of you who have been struggling with those areas of criticism, I hope that you find something within this podcast today that could be that game changer to help get you where you want to be. And so in conclusion today, I want to leave you with an encouraging parting word. Let today be the first day 
of the rest of your life.